Hey there, everybody, and happy Sunday morning. This is your Sunday morning entrepreneur's video blog, and I want to hit a topic that I'm very passionate about. I keep wanting to let it go, but threads keep popping up talking about it, and it's going to play a huge role in your practice life. Um, and it was a great discussion in Orthodontic Pearls. You should check it out from two days ago talking about um, OSOs and DSOs. And, and I just before you tune out, I just want to tell you, number one, there's huge amounts of misinformation out there or people just not diving in and learning and having the conversation without really having the facts. Now, remember, we joined Smile Doctors. That was our choice. Me, Doug Shaw, and Michael Rasmussen, all three of us, we decided to join along with a lot of other doctors. But I did it after six to eight months of deep dive, looking at multiple OSOs, talking to DSOs, talking to people in the private equity world, talking to consultants, practice um, brokers, uh, people who've been in these things. Uh, people who decided not to join. These were deep conversations. And if nothing else, I want you to get a level of education that I got and then take it from there and run with it. And if I say anything that's incorrect factually here, call me out on it. But you better know your facts because I'm going to come back at you if you claim it's wrong because I've done a lot, a lot of research on this. And so, like I said, reach out to me personally if you ever want to talk about anything. And before anybody slams anybody publicly, let's go privately and talk about it first, okay? So if you have questions, I'll, I'll get you up to speed to where I am. And I've had calls with probably a hundred of you out there. And hopefully you recognize I always give a balanced and fair approach. And while I've joined Smile Doctors, um, I'm going to tell you the benefits and downsides of all of it. So here's the key. There are, you're an owner. You're either going to join or you're not going to join, one or the other. Number two, if you're an associate, you're either going to join a private practice or you're going to join a, a, some sort of partner out there of some sort. But understand this. There is a monstrous difference. Uh, the difference between a general dentist and an orthodontist when you talk about an OSO versus a DSO, an ortho support or dental support organization. Now, ortho support organization and OSO is only orthodontist. That's it. Now, there is multi-practice and I don't want to get into that now. That's a where an oral surgeon, pedo, ortho can get together. That's another model. It's not the most common model, and I don't want to talk about that now. But if you join an OSO, you are with practices that are only orthodontists. That's it. You're not typically joining anything that is pediatric. There might be some ortho practices that have a little pedo in them, but you're not joining a network where you're a minor, uh, like a DSO. Uh, there are DSO models out there that have tons of general dentists that run it. An orthodontist is a... Um, is a much, much smaller part of it. And I wanted my decisions in my network to be made about me from orthodontists because that's who makes the decisions. Now, it's really important to recognize this is a monstrous difference because the OSO model, as far as I know today, there is nobody out there that tells you how to set your fees. There is nobody out there that tells you how to run your practice. Southern Ortho Partners, Orthodontic Partners, um, uh, My Orthos, Chorus, uh, Smile Doctors. Um, there's many more out there. I think there's 12 or 13 now. Autonomy. You run your practice the way you want. You use the brackets you want. You do as much Invisalign or aligners as you want. Uh, your hours are, are what you want. The number of days you work is set in your schedule based upon where you are now or what you want to be. Um, your associate is taken well care of. Your team is taken well care of. Your life is essentially the same. But what you've done is the same as if I said to you, you have $10 million and you want to go own a restaurant and you saw that Wolfgang Puck has a great restaurant. So you say to Wolfgang Puck, I want to buy your restaurant. You keep working it. I'll pay you a salary, um, but I want you to keep running it. Now, Wolfgang Puck is not going to let his name, which stays on the outside of his, of his restaurant, get smeared. So he's going to run a decent restaurant. You don't know the first thing about running a restaurant. You just want the money. And that's what private equity wants. They just want to run the business. They want you to run the business. They want to take the profits. Right. And they, they reward you handsomely for that. 
And so you're going to run your practice the way you want. And all they do is take over the accounts receivable and accounts payable. The benefits that come to your team are amazing, blew me away. I didn't even know that the benefits were what they are. Um, and my, my responsibility is to my family and myself, my team, and then my patients. Because if you choose your patients over your team, you're not going to have a team very long. Uh, if a patient is rude to your team, I hope you're stepping in and putting your, your team first. Because you can't fly a plane without a crew, right? And passengers don't get from A to B without a good crew. So for us, the decision to join an OSO is because it was good for our families, really good. It was really good for our teams, uh, and it was really good for our patients because everything stays the same, and I focus on ortho now. Now, you're going to hear lots of wives' tales out there, folk tales, if you will, about, <clears throat> I know an office that lost 30 team members when they joined this particular OSO. And generally, that's not the reason they lost team members, okay? If you ask the doctors, which I suggest you do, if you heard somebody lost team members, reach out to them privately like I've done. Hey, I heard you lost some team members. Why? And they get, you know, oh, this one's husband moved. This one wanted a pay increase and we said absolutely not. So learn about the facts, about why things happen. I heard that, no. What you heard is generally not true, okay? Um, so open your mind, pro or con, open your mind up to the realities because there are downsides and there are upsides. And right now, everything's being sort of mishmashed and thrown all over the place. So there was a great thread on, on pearls the other day, Orthodox Pearls, that talked about this, and it's still ongoing. And there's misinformation there. There's You can have an opinion. It's great. But I could say to you today, I don't think you should ever buy blank stock again, whatever it is, Microsoft, Amazon, Invisalign, whatever it might be. I don't think you should ever buy stock because in 2001, everything crashed. In 2008, everything crashed. And if I were you, I would stay as far away from this and I'm never going into this stuff. You'd laugh at me. You'd say, that's a stupid comment because it's based on local factors. And, and there are reasonable concerns one should have, but the concerns that are being raised are not the concerns that I worry about. Now, we talked about OSO and DSO being very different animals. OSO is all ortho with autonomy. You set your fees, you do what you want. Tell me as a private ortho, how they don't run your marketing, okay? And they don't run your HR. You're still doing a lot of that yourself because that's your expertise, not theirs. They'll give you support, right? But they're not coming into an area and taking it over with marketing. <clears throat> it just doesn't work like that. So tell me how my partnering with Smile Doctors affects your local ortho practice. You wouldn't even know unless I told you. Okay, you'd have no idea. But if I'm a local general dentist who joins a network and now they push an orthodontist into my practice and I'm no longer referring to you, is that a bigger problem? I'm a local GP who just joined a network that has another ortho who owns a part of that network and I'm gonna refer everything to them so our network can grow. Does that affect you? Which is a bigger existential threat to your practice? An OSO or a DSO? Okay, I'm not going to answer that question for you because I want you to think about it for a little bit. And the other question is, when all these people retire, what's going to happen? Well, nobody knows for sure. But for sure, when a practice sells, the name can change. Not a big deal. I don't care about that. But let's go back to our restaurant analogy again. If, a, if, if somebody built something and you really care about your legacy... Are you going to just let somebody come in there and destroy it? Probably not. Is a private equity firm going to allow things to crash? Something that's got a... Two, MB2, which is a DSO, just recently sold uh, for $2.4 billion, I think, at a 12.5x multiple, if I'm not mistaken. Do you think the private equity firm that paid $2.5 billion or 2.4 for MB2 is going to allow the next doctors who come in to just 
crash and burn. Now, MB2 maintains, you have to maintain at least 20% ownership. It was not a model for us. I think Chris Villanueva is a great guy, amazing doctor. Um, the model that he's built is huge. It's predominantly general dentists. It's not for me. And I don't want to sell a, minor, a majority stake in my practice and be reliant on somebody else to run my books. It's not what I wanted. Um, but it works for some, and I respect that. But they just went for $2.4 billion. You think somebody wants to take them over and run them into the ground? No way, right? So again, in, in the history of ortho, as far as I know, there have not been valuations as big as where we are. There have not been private equity companies of the size that are taking over some of these groups. Now, you might say, oh, that's horrible. No, it's not. Private equity groups do not spend 5 to $10 million to vet a company um, and then take it over and run it into the ground, right? Um, from an ortho perspective, I feel much more secure with a, a group like that than if I just started and I have five orthos in a group or 10 orthos in a group, right? That's small. Uh, it's a smaller ship on a bigger ocean. And so again, I, I want you to be cognizant of the things that happened in the past, but I also want you to realize where we are now and do your research. Don't make comments unless you know what you're talking about, okay? Because you're scaring people off with unfounded information. And my goal is not to talk you into anything, but I don't want to talk you out of anything. I want you to understand that there is a big world out there and you're a big boy or girl and have the right to make your own decisions. So go talk to these companies. Reach out to me. I'm always here as a resource privately. Like I said, I'll have a phone call with you. I'll tell you the benefits and the models that are out there so you understand them better. And I'll point you in the direction of resources. There are great people out there to help you on your journey. But do not throw the baby out with the bathwater, as the old saying goes. And recognize that some of the voices that are out there talking to you about this stuff just aren't as educated as they should be. They're emotional decisions, and I get that. But don't let emotion rule the day. Let, let, let logic and, more importantly, information. And if you go through the path of getting all the information on my orthos, chorus, OP, SOP, uh, MB2, um, smile doctors, and you decide it's not for you, that's amazing. Maybe you're in a growth phase. If you're doubling your growth every year, do not join a group, right? You're going to make more money and do better growing your own thing. If you're stabilized or growing at 10, 15, 20% a year, might be a really good idea for you. You want to be a part of a broader network with, with a lot of good orthos. That might be good for you. For me, I like being a partner with Ben Fishbein and Am Amanda Gallagher and Ed Wentz and Zach Casagrande and Dana Fender and Scott Law. And I mean, I could give you 160 other names of amazing. If I want to learn how to do X, there's someone in the network who I can just reach out to and go, hey, I'm having a little trouble using Invisalign, or I'm having a little trouble scaling this thing, or I'm having a little trouble, I want to I want to become a Damon doc. Can you help me out here? I want to do more aligners. Can you help me out here? And yeah, you can make an office visit to somebody, but that person on the other end of the line has a vested interest in me doing well. Because as partners, if we do better, the value of the company goes up. Value of the company goes up, the next private equity company pays more. Next private equity company pays more. The equity that we have in the company goes up even faster. And, and last point I want to make, and this is super important, if you join a different OSO than me, that's fine, okay? But I want yours to succeed, and I hope you want mine to succeed. Because if one of them fails, that's a really bad thing for all of us. Because then people look and go, you see, I told you, look what happened. Now, none of them are at risk of failing anytime soon. And that's not my words. That's speaking to a lot of people who are outside observers of this industry. But we all want everybody to succeed, 
I want the private practitioner to succeed. I want every OSO to succeed, right? An abundance mindset is what you need to have. Everybody wins when everybody wins, okay? But if, if bad things start happening to some, it does trickle down to others. So please, everybody, let's do our best to try to support one another. Remember, we're all orthodontists, we're all peers. Protect your profession. You don't hear dentists say that. You don't hear oral surgeons say that. You don't hear physicians say that. You don't hear neurosurgeons say that. We do our craft to the best we can and take good care of our families, our teams, and our patients. And let's just treat each other with dignity and respect. And let's make sure that when we offer an opinion on here, anywhere on social media, that others who may not know are watching, make sure you're giving an educated opinion. Because if it's not, and it's purely emotional based, hey, I would never do that. Really? Why? Well, they're bad for the profession. Really? How? Uh, I'm not really sure, but you remember what happened with OCA? Yeah, I remember what happened with OCA. The same way Microsoft stock tumbled, it's back up and it changed the way it's doing things. And these are not the same people running these things. These are different people. And again, I can give you names of people who I respect the, the heck out of who are running these uh, OSOs. And this time around, the practice brokers and more importantly, people from the outside industries looking in are saying, this makes a lot of sense from a financial perspective. So we can get into that much more, but I, I felt based on that great conversation, Orthodox Pearls, I wanted to jump in here and offer this this morning. Love to each and every one of you. Please uh, reach out to me on Facebook. We can have a chat if you want to talk about anything. And I'm uh, just wishing you all an amazing, amazing week and an amazing day.